0: What's going on, Packer fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day Podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. I have two amazing, amazing guests joining me today: the one and only Alex Trof, the second and only Perry Goldstein. How the heck are you guys doing? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what, what was that? The second and only. I like that. Andy, I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, I made a joke the last time we got together that I that I don't really prepare. I just sit down and record with you guys because it's, it's fun. It's easy. But today I've got a highlighter. I have a pen. I have a piece of paper completely filled out. I'm very excited for today's show.
0: I am as well. I don't think Perry shares your enthusiasm. <laughs> Perry, how the heck are you doing?
2: I'm good. I prepared for this show like I would a fantasy football draft. That's kind of where I was at. So... We'll just – we'll see how it goes. I've got right.
0: the fantasy football nerves, but Andy, set yeah. it up for us. What are Here, we doing? Here's what we're going to do. So I am stealing this idea sort of from both the athletic football show as well as Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah. So they both recently did – a quarterback draft for 2023. So basically drafting who they thought were going to be the best quarterbacks in 2023. And they went one, you know, after the other, they didn't actually snake it. They just kept it easy. We're going to snake our draft today, but I figured I would steal that idea, but it wouldn't be really fun to do the top Packers quarterbacks since there's only three of them. It would be a very short and boring episode, but I did want to go over the top 30 Green Bay Packers. So we're each going to draft in a fantasy football esque draft. 10 Packers that we think are going to have the best season. Obviously, so we're going to go through 30 players in total. We're each going to get a team of 10. Obviously, this is not building an actual roster. None of us have to pick Sean Clifford or any other quarterback, uh, you know, on the roster to fill out a specific roster spot. We're just (laughs) drafting based on who we think is going to have the best season. Now, a couple things. Who's going to have the best season in 2023? Future seasons do not matter at all. So this is not a long-term play. This is not a dynasty draft. This is just for 2023 only. Salary cap and contract do not matter. Age does not matter. It's just based on this season Injuries do matter to some extent, right? So if we think Rashawn Gary's is going to miss half the season, obviously that's going to limit his impact on the season and how big of an impact and how great he can be in 2023. So if you think Rashawn Gary's going to be back earlier, maybe you draft him earlier. If you think he's going to be back, back later, maybe you draft him later. Same thing for Eric Stokes, et cetera. So injuries will affect this. Snaps matter as well. So think of it this way. If Aaron Jones has a you know really good season and plays eight hundred snaps and AJ Dillon has a great season but plays three hundred snaps Aaron Jones still has the better season overall because he had a bigger impact in that regard. That's how we're going to view it that way. So snaps do matter. Positional value does not matter. So if Jordan Love obviously is the most important player, we get that because he's a quarterback. But if he had a fine season and David Bakhtiari had an amazing season, we're going to say that David Bakhtiari was the better player. So make your own rules as you may. That's the general basis for our rules as we go into this today. We randomly selected the order of the draft. And because I am the godfather of the podfather of everything pack a podcast, I, of course, get to select first, followed by Perry Goldstein second, and then Alex third, and then we'll snake this thing through, and we're going to have a grand old time, even if Perry doesn't think so. So <laughs> I will kick things off. Perry or Alex, any questions before we get started? I feel good. I have no questions for once.
2: No, but I do think that we need to go back at the end of the 2023 season and Let's see who would write I'm I
0: will save in. this piece of paper, Perry. I'm I will all do that in. just for you. All right. So I'm going to kick things off. And then since I have the first overall pick, I'm going to select Jair Alexander. Sorry, Perry Goldstein. But – To me, this is the safest bet, but also a high-end bet. To me, he can be the best corner in the NFL uh, if he has that sort of season. Uh, His floor is incredibly high. Like Even if he struggles or even if he has a down season, he's still going to be one of the top corners in the NFL. Yes, he could probably tackle a little bit better than what we saw from a season ago. I think he got better as the season went along last year, as he started to trust his shoulder a little bit more. I thought second half of last year, we saw the real Jair Alexander step back up. I think that's going to carry over into 2023. So first overall pick the Packer who is going to have the best season this year is Jair Alexander. He was, number he was my number one. Harry, would you have <laughs> had him number one as well?
2: Yeah, that's rude of you to take him. Although I totally could have chosen to go first. So you could have. Um, you could have. he is, cares. I mean, you're right. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. I have him as number two and I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. So you might not agree with me, but He's wide receiver one. We already know he has a connection with Jordan Love. I'm actually going to go Christian Watson. I think he showed he showed enough last season for me to believe that the second-year jump is real. Like I said, he has that connection already with QB1. I think he actually might become a little bit of a security blanket. Um, and, yeah, I just think he's going to be really, really integral for this offense pretty early on. And if you're going by snap count, I think he's going to be on the field a lot.
0: That's a really good call. Alex, just curious where you had Christian Watson on your list.
2: I had him number four,
0: and I get two picks in a row here, so so it works that nice. Um,
1: I went back and forth with who should be number two on my list, uh, but I'm going to go offense as well. I'll take Aaron Jones here, who, same so, reasoning yeah. as Perry just gave, right, is, uh, is he's going to be on the field a ton, the opportunity is going to be great, and I think they'll use him. Better than they did a year ago. So Aaron Jones will be my first round selection. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll whip it back around with Kenny Clark, uh, the man in the middle. I think he's gonna he's gonna tear it up. I think uh, him and Jair are gonna have to battle it out for who's defensive player of the year, not just on the Packers but but league wide. Because this, I've got faith in Joe Barry. People, all right. Let 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 me be. It's only May, uh, so I will take Kenny Clark here with my second pick.
0: I think you've got the two safest picks in the entire, you know, whatever we're calling this draft, et cetera. I think Aaron Jones and Kenny Clark are constantly good. Like they are going to give you the same thing almost every year at minimum. And it's always – fantastic right so uh, i i love both of those picks and i think your your floor is extremely high with those two yeah i, I totally agree but we're running out of the consistent uh,
1: consistent players the consistent options now so i think it's about to get a little tricky here within the next couple of picks
0: pair I'm, pick. I'm very intrigued i
2: had kenny really high also and aaron jones aaron jones is my number three kenny was my number four so um we're kind of in lockstep here um i'm gonna go with Bach. And I think for a couple of different reasons, I think if you're going consistency, David Bakhtiari has been doing it at a high level for so long. And once he got past the beginning of last season, he really became his true self at the second half of the season. Um, And I know that there's been some like off season chatter about, you know, is he as bought in as everybody else, et cetera. But I think he's too much of a competitor to go out there this season and not fight for it, especially because this could be his last season in green Bay. So if he wants to keep playing and, you know, go play for like a team of his choice, you know, he's going to have to go out there and prove it anyway. So um, big season and the the team's going to lean on him a ton, right? Left tackle for a new quarterback. He He's going to be, he's going to have to be on his game.
0: I had Bakhtiari number two on my list, by the way. And I know there's wow. a little bit of risk involved with the injury stuff, but like, Man, if he plays like 15 games, he's so incredibly good anyway that like to, to me, he's the best player on the Packers. If like if everyone plays to their level of what they're like, what they can play to. To me, Bakhtiari is probably Packer number one. So um, I really like that pick. I easily would have taken him with the next pick. I do not taken him. So uh, I love that pick overall. I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with the offensive line. I'm going Elton Jenkins at number six. And then I think things get super interesting. Uh, I don't have a great feel for this next pick. Now, clearly, Rashawn Gary would be in the top seven if he were 100% healthy. I'm still going Rashawn Gary here. I think he would have been much higher had he not been hurt. I think he gets back by week four or five at the latest. And I think what he's going to be able to bring to the table, even coming off a torn ACL, the dude is an absolute freak, a workaholic. If anyone can come back from this and come back from this strong, I'm betting on Rashawn Gary. I was leaning. I uh, want I'm not going to say who I was leaning on next, but uh, Rashawn Gary, I'm going to go with, I just think there's the highest upside there. So we're going Rashawn. Gary. I'm
2: in the top 10 also just because of who he yep. is. Like, He's going to come back. He could play half a season and still, like, wreck the league, you I mean, know? Right. Well, yeah. you look at last
1: year, right? He 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 didn't play the last, what was it, seven, eight, nine games, and he was still leading the team in sacks during the final week. So uh, he, he's a freak of nature. And, and I know this means nothing, right? What else are they going to say? But the goal is opening day for Rashawn Gary, I recently read. Um, but what else are they going to say? So I don't know how much stock we can put into I that. Think if he
0: starts on the list and misses those first few games, you know, three, four games, or whatever. Yep. Like, so be it. Like, he, like there's still 13 games that he's going to have the opportunity to make a massive impact on. And even if like the first five or six, he's just a situational pass rusher, so they don't like use him too much. So be it. Like, I still think he's going to have a massive impact. So yeah. I feel very comfortable with that pick at seven.
2: The defense changes. The defense changes when he's on the field. Like regardless of how much he plays. Um, all right, my next one might also be a surprise. <laughs> um, I don't know actually because I feel like he had a really really impactful rookie season, and if he just kind of like matures a little bit, like this guy's gonna be so. I just, I see Barry using him in a lot of different ways. And all he needs to do is like grow up a little bit this off season. So I'm taking Quay Walker.
1: Wow. Yeah. I would have I just,
2: see, I see big, big things. And like the coaching staff, the way they talk about him and the way they talk him up and like are really behind him um, also says a lot
0: to me. Alex, where did you have Quay on your list? I'm curious. Uh, I had him a lot higher than I probably should have. I have him six. I have him high. I had him at number 25 on Whoa. my list. So that is a very interesting – See, diversity. I told you, this is where things are going to get weird. But Look, This is a
2: really young team, right? So yeah. we all see different things in these young players who haven't shown their full potential yet. We've already gone through like 25.
1: 25. Yeah. Do you have seven 20. offensive linemen in front of them? What are we doing here?
0: <laughs> 25. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right, I fair enough.
1: But real quick, before I make my picks, uh, what what Perry was saying, how the coaches talk about him, my my favorite quote of the offseason so far is from pass rush coach uh, Jason Rebervich. I might have slaughtered that pronunciation. Oh, awesome. Uh, When he was asked what their plans are for him in in the pass rush game, he just said yes. His answer was yes. Will they use him outside? Yes. Right? So I I love, I I think you're totally right there, Perry. I would have gone quay here uh, as well. The elephant in the room is sitting here, so I'm going to take him here. It's Jordan no. um, <laughs> He's a quarterback. He's going to play every offensive snap if he's healthy. Um, I, I like Jordan Love. I'm really coming around to the idea of him. I'm, I'm over Rodgers, even though I, I, I liked watching him dance at Taylor Swift concerts. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, I'm very in on Jordan Love. I think he's going to have a fine season. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to compete for the MVP and win 12 games, but uh, it's a quarterback. So I'm going to go
0: Jordan Love here. I have another pick, don't I? You do? Oh, boy. Where do I go here is the fun part. I like the love pick there, by the way, while you're thinking through things. Yeah. I, the upside is huge. Like, he, if he comes out and even is, like, good, like, that's a huge pick for you. And, you know, like you said, Perry, this is a very young team, and certain players are going to step up. And betting on Jordan Love, I, I don't hate that at all.
1: This is where it gets really tricky for me. Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to cop out here. I'm going to take A.J. Dillon here. Um, I, I know like this, is, this is high for him. This is high for Dillon. I, no, I appreciate I like you that. liking it. But I, I think the running backs are going to get a lot of action. So to pair, uh, to pair, my team's great, man. If this is a fantasy team, I got AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, and Jordan Love, oh baby. But I'll go AJ Dillon here. I think he gets again more action. I think they're going to utilize the running backs heavy this year. So uh, this is where I'll take Dillon. It might be high, but I'll take him here.
0: It's another really quality, safe pick. Like I know Dylan. I don't think had the impact that anyone was expecting him to have a season ago. Uh, Dylan has never had a bad season. Like he's had three years in the NFL, and whenever he's been given the opportunities, he's been good. So I think there's a level that he can still reach that's better and more impactful. Uh, but I I totally agree with that pick as well.
2: Yeah. Also, a contract year for him. Mm-hmm. So good call. Very good call. Yeah. Barry, you are up. Guys, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. My top ten's gone. Go the way that I thought about this, I think, was very different from you guys. I, like, looked a lot at Upside because in my mind, again, like, no one's proven anything. Yep, so I'm thinking, like, right. like who has the most to gain from having a good season and, like, who could potentially, like, make the most of this opportunity? And, like, when I look at the list I have in front of me now, like, I'm feeling like Josiah DeGuarra just because... I feel like the tight end room is wide open. He's the only one who's been on the team so far. He should know the playbook best. He was used like more last season than ever before. And he has the connection with love. And so it's like, if I'm thinking about someone who could like just make that jump into like being tight end one, I don't think that that's like the kind of player that he is. Like, I actually think they drafted Musgrave to like fit that mold, but Josiah's just been on the team longer. I don't know. I don't know. I could be so wrong. He could just be another third round bust. I, I like
0: it there. I like it there. I do think you bring up a really great point with the connection with Jordan, because I do think there's something there. And even when Jordan's played sparingly, there seems to be a little bit of connection with Josiah DeGuara. Um I definitely had him lower. In fact, I had him as the third tight end on my list. Uh, you I know. Him.
2: I have all three of them on my list. But I, I like when you were talking, with Andy, about like snap count, that's kind of yep. where... My head went because he's also on the field so much in the run game, and that's where his impact was last season. So it's not statistical, but it's so really important.
0: I feel really good about my next two picks because there are two players who have been first team all pros in the last. that are still on the board as we get to this point in the draft. So I know Devondre Campbell did not have the season that anyone wanted him to have a season ago. I know that if you look at his career as a whole, you have one year that's a complete outlier as a first team all pro and the rest were sort of almost exactly the same and identical, but I've seen this guy be a first-team All-Pro just two years ago in this defense playing extremely good football. So I am going to Devondre Campbell uh, at that spot. And then the other one, of course, is Keyshawn Nixon, uh, kick returner extraordinaire, but is also going to be slot corner number one as we head into the season. And I think he is up to the task. I liked what he did in the slot a season ago And what, about 200-ish snaps on defense. I think that's going to increase quite a bit. I still think he's going to be a dynamic kick returner. I think Jaden Reed might eat up into his punt return snaps a little bit. I'm totally okay with that. I still think Keyshawn Nixon is going to be an absolute baller this year. So I am very happy with two first-team All-Pros in the last two seasons in Devondre Campbell and Keyshawn Nixon.
2: I didn't even have Devondre on my list.
0: Wow, I, I, I get it. I understand it just based on yeah. how he's done last year, but I think he's going to have a bounce back year. He was banged up a little bit last year. I think we're going to see. Um, I, I think we're going to see an exact middle point between first team All Pro Devondre and last year Devondre. Whatever that middle point is, I think that's going to be twenty twenty three Devondre.
2: I hope so. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan, and he was amazing in his All Pro season. All right, it's my turn. It is. Yes. you're up. Okay, I'm taking Sewell. Uh, I just yeah, I just feel like, you know, just the whole defense kind of had a wonky season, but Sewell was like fairly consistent across it all. I mean, they even moved him around and like he wasn't great when they moved him around, but he was willing to do it. And um, I just think if you get top tier Jair, he just like brings up the rest of that defense around him, especially the back end. And I think school could have like a bounce back season. And I say bounce back tentatively because he still had a pretty good season last year.
0: Once he got to outside corner, he looked like Razul Douglas again. It was when he was bouncing around doing different things that he just didn't look in place. And then as soon as Stokes got hurt and he was back playing outside, he was good again. Like I I think, I think he's going to have a very nice season. What's the rule of thumb with Preston Smith? Is it odd numbers? He's really good. Odd years? He's really good. Yeah, it's odd years
1: that he's really good and this is an odd year. It is 23 indeed, Andy. Well done. I'm glad you still remember that from uh, <laughs> from elementary school. I will go Preston Smith here. He's next on my list. Uh, it's an odd year. That's, that's my reasoning. But obviously opportunity. He'll be on the field um, with Rashawn Gary obviously out. I mean, he'll be on the field even more depending how long he's out early on in the season. Uh, where I go next is is the uh, the interesting part I keep thinking of the word opportunity When we're talking about this So I think this might be a, a reach But we've only drafted one wide receiver So I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs here I, I, He's going to be wide receiver too by default I would assume, especially early on So I'm just thinking opportunity I'll go Romeo Dobbs, uh, which may be a reach here uh, As my whatever pick we're on six pick, I think
0: I like it. He was he was coming up on my list as well. And like you said, he's going to have a lot of opportunity. I mean, all those wide receivers are after Christian Watson. Numbers two through five are totally up for grabs, in my opinion. And I think Romeo Dobbs gets the benefit of the doubt to begin with. I would expect him to be wide receiver, too. And that's going to come with a ton of opportunity with it. Very yeah. don't take my... Don't take my guy.
2: (laughs) Next player on my board. My board is such a mess, guys. I think I'm not the same as you guys. Again, like, upside and snap count is, like, where my head is at. And also just, like, blind faith that I want him to be really, really good. So I'm taking Devontae Wyatt. He's Um, next on my list. Yeah. I I just think, like, he's got all the makings to, like, do the thing this year, especially with the way they built this front. Um, And he's going to have to fill the snaps of the guys that left so far. And again, I just want him to be really good.
0: I like that a lot. I had him coming up. He wasn't my next one, but he was very, very close on my list. And, I think there's going to be a level that Devonte can reach that he didn't even sniff a season ago. The thing I love about Devonte is like when we talk about defensive linemen, like so much we talk about. Well, especially when it's a first round pick, only got a couple hundred snaps. It's like, well, the the effort wasn't there. Like he dude, the dude plays like his hairs on fire. Like the effort is constantly there. He needs to work on some technique stuff. The athleticism's there. He's a complete freak. Like it's just putting a couple things together. And if he gets there, like he can be as good as he wants to be in this league. All right, you didn't take my guy. My next guy is Lucas Van es, And wow. I know it's a rookie. And I know that once Rashawn comes back and Preston's out there, Kingsley and Nigbari is going to play. The amount of snaps he could ultimately get could be a little bit limited, but. I think he's going to be buoyed by the fact that Rashawn probably misses a couple games to start the season. He probably is the starter at edge to begin the year. Even once Rashawn's back, Rashawn may not play a full complement of snaps, which I think could help Van S. And I think we're going to see a lot of Lucas Van Ness on the inside on some obvious past rushdowns as well. So I think we're going to get a good chunk of Lucas Van S. I think he's an extremely talented player, uh, even at, you know, rookie minicamp and and OTA so far, you could see a couple of just wow, explosive type plays out there. Super excited about him. And I think he's going to make an impact in year one. So happy to get him there. And then I'm going to go as, as sexy as a first round pick is I'm going to go the antithesis and the complete unsexiest pick possible. And I'm going John Runyon jr. This is a player who's going to play a thousand plus snaps He's never been bad. He's always been at least average. I think he's going to stay at least status quo. And I still believe in my heart of hearts, even though I'm probably never going to get proven right. I think there is a Pro Bowl level player there in John Runyon Jr. still that is waiting to be unlocked. If he can just find a bit more consistency, I think it's there for him. I'm hoping this is the year, contract year. If he goes out and has a massive year, he can get paid a huge deal in the offseason. I'm hoping that this is going to be the best year of John Runyon Jr.'s career. So I'm very happy with that pick as well.
3: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Hey, everybody. Here on the Packaday Podcast, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Oakley is changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, work out, or just want to look like Aaron Jones? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Last season, I saw Aaron Jones wearing his signature Oakley sunglasses, and I knew I had to have a pair. My Oakleys fit me perfectly, and I've loved Oakley's style since I was a kid. There's just that extra boost of confidence I get when I'm wearing them, and that's why I wear them every single day. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses that allow for an expression of your own unique personality, there's more than meets the eye. With summer just around the corner, you're going to want to upgrade your sunglasses game right now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair. Personally, I'm a huge fan of the frog skins. Did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? I know you do, so head over to oakley.com and uh, do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me; try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglasses brands in my life, and I can assure you, Oakley is not only the best looking but the best quality out there. Head over to Oakley.com for more information today.
2: Yeah, I'm a huge JRJ fan, so I feel some He is like fairly consistent. I mean, not consistent, I guess. Just like reliable is more of the word I would go yeah. with. Yeah. I bet um, you're Yeah, like you know, he's at least going to give you like what you need. He's not maybe not going to be perfect, and he's a little inconsistent, but solid. This is where it
0: gets really interesting now. Now I don't know where (laughs) I have no idea. I don't don't even know where I want to go at this point. I'm
2: already off the rails, so (laughs) we're just going to go with it. Um, Oh god, because all I have left are like rookies, and then guys who could make a jump.
0: Two of the next three people on my list are rookies, so we're we're right there with you.
2: Um I'm just gonna have to pick. I think Zach Tom.
0: Who it, Yes, not yeah. go rookie. I like it though. He's-
2: and I think Zach Tom, because like the right tackle spot is so open. Like there's not that's not on lock. And based on the way he played last season. I just feel like if he wanted to, he could grab that this off season and just never get taken off the field again. Like, you you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I'm they, they could start him week one, and he could just be a baller on the right side and just simply never give that position up. And like that wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: I hope you're I right. He needs to start. Like I don't care what. Like figure out. I don't care if it's at center for Josh Myers. Like even if he needs to compete with John Runyon Jr. If it needs to be at right tackle for Josh, like he just they need to get him out on the field. He's too good not to be out there.
1: Cool. All right. This is where it gets you're you're not you're not wrong here, Andy. This is where it gets weird. Um, There is a Bennett position group we've stayed away from entirely, and that is probably the worst position group on the team, which, of course, is safeties. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it. I'll take Darnell Savage here. He's going to start the year. He's going to have opportunity. There's not a lot of competition in that room. I'm not sitting here and saying I have a ton of faith in Darnell Savage to be an all pro. But I mean, what is this? Like the seventh round, and he, he's he's just, he's the starting safety. So I'll go Darnell. Um, I don't love that pick, but but to your earlier point, Perry, right? There's just so much youth on this team, and there's so many question marks, and and Darnell Savage is is certainly one of the biggest ones uh, among it. Um, so I'll go Savage there. What's the status on Eric stokes I, I, what, it's what, a what's his, I have seen the
2: top. he I had, had a not. really legit yeah. injury and That's two frank. Yeah,
0: that and he just started running a couple of weeks ago. So like, we're not gonna see him until what, mid season?
2: That if that, if that,
0: like I would think, and you never know, you know, I never want to put a timetable on anyone. And I'm certainly, I can pretend to be an expert on the Packers. I can't pretend to be a doctor. Um, like I have no idea what that's going to entail, but that's a very serious injury Then I'm not touching him here. Thank you for the update. <laughs> you um, you I mentioned mean, it's definitely, healthy. definitely take him here. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> uh, you mentioned rookies, So I think I'm going to take one of your guys uh, and you mentioned him early. I'll take Jaden Reed here. He's a he excites me. Uh, Michigan state guy. We talk about my big 10 bias all the time on this show. And uh, again, we, we talk opportunity. The wide receiver room's wide open. Christian Watson and uh, and Romeo Dobbs are the only two off the board. I, I think he'll play in the slot. He could be a punt returner. He'll be on the field. So I'll go. I'll go. Jaden Reed here. Although I am
0: a little apprehensive when it comes to some rookies on this team. I had him. I had him up there as well. So I think that's a high upside play. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see an Amari Rogers type thing from Jaden Reed. Like he's going to help in some capacity in 2023. I'd be surprised if he didn't.
2: He was my next player, so... Way to go, Alex. Um... I can't decide. I have two, and I just... They're not interchangeable, because they're very different players, but... uh, It's just gonna be, like, which one kind of grabs this position by the horn and, like, makes it theirs. (sighs) Okay, I guess I'll go with the guy they took first, because they obviously value him higher, which is Luke Musgrave. Um... Sorry. Yeah. You know, it's, just, it's just wide open. We just, we've talked yeah. about the tight end position all offseason. They obviously put a lot of draft capital into it. I believe in both of them. I'm a huge Tucker Craft fan, but um, I just think Luke Musgrave, if he can put it together somehow, which again, like tight ends, just they don't make the easiest jump into the NFL. So, like, expectations are low, but the upside is there.
0: I had him next on my list as well. The good news is I think if you want the other one, you're going to be able to get him on your next turn because I am going with TJ Slayton, first of all. Uh, I think not only do I think he can make a a big jump, there's a world in which he ends up with the number two defensive snaps uh, on the line after Kenny Clark. I think it's probably why... But I think it's not as far apart as maybe some people would think. And I had Wyatt way higher. I would have taken Wyatt higher. But I think Slayton's going to have a very big impact on this team. And it, like, it almost doesn't matter because Clark, Wyatt, and Slayton are going to be the top three. And then you're going to have you know some form of Colby Wooden and you know, so, you know know Carl Brooks after that, maybe a Jonathan Ford, et cetera. But those top three defensive linemen are going to play a ton. And I think TJ Slayton's ready to take a significant step. And then I could take Tucker Craft just to make Perry mad. Um, but... <laughs> I'm going to go Kingsley and Igbari and right. that is uh, another situation where I think there's going to be some opportunity up front with Rashawn's injury. Uh, I also now what have three of the edge rushers and Rashawn Lucas and Kingsley and Igbari. So take that. And I, no, I just think, I think there's a really high level that Kingsley can get to. Uh, I was really impressed with his overall technique at the position. Now run defense, not his forte needs to add on some, you know, some real functional strength. He needs to be more physical, stronger, et cetera. Uh, But I really like what he brings to the table. And as a change of pace guy, especially if if you're talking all of a sudden after Rashawn, after Preston, after Lucas Van Ness, now you're getting to Kingsley and Igbari. Like, I think he's just going to bring something a little bit different for offensive tackles to look at after you get bull rushed to death by Rashawn, Gary and Lucas Van Ness. So I'll go in Igbari there. Nice pick.
2: I had him... Also very soon, you know, it's interesting. I just pulled up the depth chart and they actually have Luke Musgrave, Tucker Kraft, and Josiah Deguara.
0: I saw that earlier. Uh, I think that's what it's going to be too, but we'll see. Week Week one, you think that's what it's going to be? Yeah. I think Musgrave was already lining up tight end one in OTAs. Like, I think he's going to be the guy. I think Kraft's going to get a lot of snaps. And then Deguara's is going to use his usual H-back role, but I sure. think he'll get a little bit of snaps at tight end two. I think they're going to use all three of them pretty, you know, like – uh, like a lot, just I think all three are going to get an almost equal amount of snaps. Perry, you yeah. can have the entirety of the tight end room. I think you should do
2: it. I'm about to do it. Yep. No, I'm torn between him and one other, just simply because, you know, maybe he'll just snake back to me. I'll go Tucker Craft. Yeah, let's just let's just take all the tight ends, and I'm just that's fun throwing them all to the wall and see which one sticks. I like wow. it. I'm very I just I he think he's player. a really fun player and I think there's also like a lot of opportunity for him to contribute pretty early even if he's like not great and like a little inconsistent with it like they're all like we just said they're all going to be on the field so
1: yeah Opportunities there. Uh, and, and Tucker Craft is such a, he feels like such a packer to me, right? Like following him on Twitter and, and hearing his draft call where he's like, yeah, I was drinking beers waiting for this. It just feels like such a Wisconsin guy to me. But I was sad to see he wasn't up in Door County mucking it up with the fellas over the weekend.
0: I know. Un- unacceptable. Really quick of uh, all 26 players so far, we've got four players left. All 26 were on my list of 30 players. So uh, I don't know if Alex, you were the same, but uh, only every- one I didn't have, which was probably
1: just a misstep on me, was in. Okay. Uh, but everybody else is on my list of 30, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, Alex, that's your great. final two selections to Ooh. round up your draft. No pressure here at all.
1: Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's go with the other safety that we know is going to be on the field, and that's, that's Rudy Ford. That's the first Ford. one I didn't have. Really? Yeah. Um, I had him number 29, so if, if that's any indication of how this is going for me. But uh, I'm going to go Rudy Ford here again. It's just opportunity. I'm thinking snaps like Perry keeps saying. I like Rudy. I, I, I love chanting Rudy, Rudy, Rudy when he does something fun. I just hope he has a big year because that position group is so scary to me. Um, if not, the most scary on the entire team. So I like Rudy. I hope. I hope he could take a step forward this year. Go ahead, Andy.
0: The only reason I didn't have Rudy is because I have no idea what's going to happen with that second safety spot. Like if yeah. you told me, if you told me it was Rudy Ford, if you told me it was Innes Gaines, if you told me it was Anthony Johnson Jr., if you told me it was Jonathan Owens, if you told me it was Tavarius Moore, like none of those things would surprise me at this point. So like you could tell me that Rudy Ford is a 17 game starter. And you could tell me that just based on the safety room that he ends up getting cut before the start of the season. And I'd be like, any of those things is entirely possible. Yeah, so. that, that, that's what it feels like in that room too. Right. But uh, I, I have a feeling Simone Biles being around, Jonathan Owens is going to make the roster.
2: He I mean, has to,
0: right? I, I was expecting Simone Biles to be your next pick, but uh He's ahead.
2: our new mascot. Put her in the slot.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's great. you uh, hear
2: race Christian Watson and North County.
1: Like, I, 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 was, I was worried he almost got hurt because he slipped there at the he beginning. I was like, the last top. thing, last he's, thing was, was a pulled hammy for Christian Watson. Yeah, uh, he's gonna he be pick anyway. Don't worry about it, Alex. Yeah, yeah good point, Andy. Good point. Uh, really? I made it. I made a joke about this guy in the pre uh, in our pre show chat. Uh, he is on my list, and I am gonna take him with my final pick. I'm taking the kicker. Give me Anders Carlson here. Uh, but nobody. They cut his competition, didn't they? Didn't they cut the other kicker Yeah, there's
0: no competition right now. So,
1: it's Anders Carlson, baby. He's your kicker, whether you like it or not. And he's my 10th round draft pick. Welcome to the roster, Durst.
2: I actually feel like that's a great pick because when it comes to, like, need and value and snap count, like, he's going to play. Yeah. He just has to be, like, competent. Like, he doesn't even need to be good. He just needs to be competent. I'm not
0: certain he will be because his college stats aren't great. <laughs> I mean, I, I couldn't believe they dropped him. That's like the, like, okay, I have no idea. And I get, like, every NFL player to some extent is, a like, a projection, right? Like, you don't know what they're ultimately going to become and you can't just base it on what they're going to become in college. But I don't know how you look at a college kicker and, like, how they struggled making kicks and be like, no, no, no. They're That's our guy. To the They're gonna come to the NFL and the, the, the goalposts are gonna be smaller, but this guy's gonna be a lot better. And like I get that like everything's a projection, but it's just so crazy to me. I, I, I can't I just don't get I don't get special team scouting at all. It's I, beyond I don't my either. wildest imagination. But how can we sit here and knock Basatya, right? Like every
1: every yeah, guy in, he's brought in has contributed, in rich, at least in, in some
2: That's a good point. That is a good point. So, we'll all right, see. is this my is this my last pick? Your final pick. Make it good. Good luck, Perry. Shoot. Guys, I'm not even going to lie to you. I actually have Eric Stokes on my list. I do too. I have him on low. my 30.
0: I have him on He was number 30 in my 30. Me too.
2: I think I'm just going to take him just because like, okay, here's my hypothetical. It's the 10th round. I can be a little out there. Let's go. I'll say the Packers actually are good this season, right? Eric Stokes, it takes him like half the season to come back they need a guy healthy in like a playoff push, right? Like he's like your back half of the season guy contributing. That is if he comes back to be the same um, as he was before the injury. But I don't know. I just think his rookie season was so, so, so promising. And to have that good of a first year at his position to show like your potential, I just really hope that that's like who he really is because he's shown us he can be that guy, even though he struggled a little bit before he got hurt. But I think it's just all about, like, does he come back the same guy or not?
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a fair a fair observation. I think it's a really good pick. Like, th- there's nobody else on the list at this point that has the potential that Eric Stokes has. And even if it takes him a little bit longer to get back, even if he plays half of the season, seven weeks, whatever it ends up being, I think he can still have an impact and make it, uh, you know, hopefully impact this team down the stretch when hopefully it ends up mattering. All right. I have three people left on my list and I don't feel great about either any of the three. I have Yash on my list. Yep. Maury Touré and Colby wooden as my final three on Ooh. my list. Um, I'm going to go Yash. I had him as the highest one on my list. I don't feel super great about it because he could just get beat out by Zach Tom and not play a ton, but I still feel like, Listen. You end up playing like seven or eight offensive linemen through the course of the year, and they all end up getting pretty significant snaps just due to injuries. It's a seventeen game season. He's probably going to start at right tackle. Even if he doesn't, he's going to have. He's probably going to sub in at some point as soon as somebody else get hurt. Gets hurt. All of a sudden, Zach Tom probably moves to that spot, and then Yash goes in at right tackle. Even if if Zach wins the battle, so uh, I think this is a starting caliber offensive tackle, not a top tier starting caliber tackle, but also a player that's in a contract year. And if he goes out and has a really good year at tackle. You're talking about 10 mil plus per year if he has a phenomenal season. So uh, I'll go with Yash contract year, starting caliber offensive tackle, and we will round it out with him, which means we have completed our 30-player best Packer in 2023 draft. I will go through the lists for everyone uh, here so they can see and vote below who you think had the ultimate best draft.
1: <laughs> it was May. Very clearly May.
0: We'll start with mine. I had Jair Alexander, Elton Jenkins, Rashawn Gary, Devondre Campbell, Keyshawn Nixon, Lucas Van Ness, John Runyon Jr., TJ Slayton, Kingsley and Igbare, and Yash Nyman. All right, so that was my 10. Perry Goldstein, Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari, Quay Walker, Josiah Deguara, Brazil Douglas, Devontae Wyatt, Zach Tom, Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, and Eric Stokes. She of the three tight end draft variety, if that is your cup of tea. I love that. I do like that as well. (laughs) It's just a monopoly. I I should have taken Tyler Davis at the end just so I had one. (laughs) She didn't. Uh, Alex's draft is Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, Preston Smith, Romeo Dobbs, Darnell Savage, Jaden Reed, Rudy Ford, And the one and only Anders Carlson. So for those of you listening, I want you to vote below a who had the best draft and B, who had the best draft pick. So based off of value. So if you thought that Tucker craft in round nine of the draft was the best value, I want to hear that as well. So best draft, best value pick. That is what I want to see. Alex, how are you feeling about your team?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was going to be the part where you tell us to promote whatever we're up to. I just want to make the case <laughs> for my team right now, right? I'm, I'm on the campaign trail at the end of this wonderful episode of the Packaday podcast. When we talk about importance and opportunity, that's what you get on Alex Stroff's team. You talk about the quarterback. you got both running backs. You've got Romeo Dobbs. You've got, you've got opportunity in the defensive backfield. I'm not even going to talk about Darnell Savage because that, that was the scariest pick I made. And just like our beloved general manager, Brian Gutekunst, I went into the well and I drafted a kicker. My team is glorious and it is going to win us football games in the 2023 season. That's my
0: case. Perry, how do you feel about your team? Would you like to make a, a sales pitch on your team?
2: <laughs> no, I don't feel as strongly about my team as you guys do. <laughs> However, I do think that I have the best left tackle in the league, and one of these tight ends is going to have to work out. So That's a fair point. <laughs> I played the game right. No, for real. I mean, all of us, I think, have to say our like, top five picks, they have to show up. Right. Because if if all three of our top five picks don't, I think this team's kind of in trouble, um, not to get all serious at the end of this very fun episode, but um, all these guys have opportunity and all of them could have, you know, the space to have best season of their careers because pretty much all the snaps is are wide open besides like the quarterback. So we'll see.
0: Were there any major takeaways that you guys had when putting this list together? Like I A, I thought it was I thought it was very complicated to put the list yes. together as you went one through 30. Um, Perry, you mentioned it so perfectly that this is just a very young team with a lot of opportunity, which makes this incredibly difficult to try to prognosticate and predict which players are gonna have the best years in 2023. I did feel like there was different tiers to this where you had kind of your top like- six ish guys. Obviously, some of the injuries to Rashawn Gary and Eric Stokes affected this as well. Then you've got a ton of youth, first year players, rookies, guys that are um, hoping to make a second or third year jump that, you know, we're all hoping is is the case, but you don't really know what it's going to ultimately end up being. And then you get to the bottom of your list and you're like, all right, we got a rotational player here there, there, Kingsley and Igbari and TJ Slayton, uh, Tucker Craft, somebody like that, that you're just hoping has a, a breakout type of year. But any big takeaways as you were kind of putting your list together?
2: I think I realized how much variance this team has like we're very, the three of us and all the other people kind of that focus just on the Packers, we're so like in the weeds with this team sometimes that uh, you want to really believe in these guys. You want to see what the Packers saw when they drafted them. Like you're going off of like maybe one or two seasons of them being starters. And so you're looking at like that top end. But I think this exercise, like you take a step back and you're actually trying to like really think about what this player is going to bring in 2023. And you're like, I pretty much all of them, except for the vets, like Jones, Bakhtiari, like they could be really great or they could all play together like really terribly. You know, like just the scale of what can happen this season is so great. That's part of what's exciting. Right. We're trying to project. I think we're obviously on like the more optimistic side because why you want to sit here in the offseason and project your team to be terrible? Like that's no fun. Um right. But but like from an objective point of view, if I'm not a Packers fan looking at this team, like the variance is just really high.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. And I, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but I, I after like I think it was the 14-15 range, I kind of just started writing names and just threw them on there. The guys, I think we would pick. And I did well. 29 of the 30. I got picked. Um, The one guy nobody's a believer in, and rightfully so at this point, is Josh Myers. Uh, I had him on the list. I was just thinking snapcat opportunity. Neither of you think he's going to be the starting center? I think he probably is. but I I think he probably is too, and that's why I wrote him down, but I didn't want to take him. Uh, yeah. But I
2: just didn't think like when you're when you're thinking about like who's gonna have the best twenty twenty three season. I'm not thinking. Yeah, like, he's, he's not coming fire, to mind, is he? right? right
1: exactly. You know, nobody's nobody's excited about him. So that was interesting to me. But this is a really this fun guy who's exercise. Arnold Savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I, I mean, opportunity again, right? And that's why both <laughs> those names are on my list. So this is a super fun exercise. I, I'm I'm glad you made us do this today, Andy, and uh, it, it really just shows. We don't know a whole lot about the 2023 Green Bay Packers. and That, that is exciting. It's not going to be exciting if we're, if we're saying that in five years. But for the first time in 30, we really don't know what the ceiling of this team is. So uh, this was a fun way to analyze it and break it down. Some guys went earlier than I thought they would, like Van S., Andy. Uh, and some guys went later and were great value picks. Andy, TJ Slayton, I thought, was uh, your, your best value pick because you we were asking about that. Because, again, opportunity, he's going to be on the field. So
0: uh, I'm excited, man. Football season can't come quick enough. All right, last question. Perry, did this go better or worse than you expected it to? Much better. All right, deal. Good job, Perry. I'm going to leave with a win. Alex, where can we follow you? And uh, what do you got coming out?
2: Yeah,
1: get me uh, on Twitter at Alex underscore Strofe. A lot of random tweets about, uh, you know, food and and, and sports and whatnot. Uh, but Tuesday night, this comes out on Tuesday, I guess, special Tuesday night edition of The Great Dane. in Huddle. I'll be joined tonight by former NFL punter Brad Nortman, who was drafted, by the way, as a punter to the Carolina Panthers uh, about 10 years ago. We'll talk all things Green Bay. I might bring this up with Brad because this is fascinating. After you get past 15, you just have no idea what the hell this team is. So uh, we'll do that. Six to seven on 100.5 ESPN and Madison or on the ESPN app. Can't wait.
0: Thanks, Alex. Perry, what about you? Uh,
2: You can just follow me on Twitter and uh, follow the other show I'm on, Pax What She Said, PWSS Podcast on Twitter. Um, Just going through our usual off-season, we just had Tom Gracie on, uh, who gave us the whole breakdown of what he's doing right now. oh cool. If you don't follow him, I like I don't know what you're doing, if you like the Packers at all. Uh, but he's going to all 30 NFL stadiums and doing a huge fundraiser for St. Jude, which is like just amazing. Um, Tom does so much charity work. He's a saint on earth. Um, but we'll have a bunch of more fun guests so far this offseason. And uh, yeah, check it out. My That's co-host is, is much better than me anyway.
0: <laughs> Stop it. She is amazing but you guys are both amazing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. You can follow the podcast at Packet A Podcast. We will be here tomorrow with an all-new episode that is going to do it for us today. But until next time, and as always, go go.